Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is The Witch's Bargain. You want me to kill her? Kill Olala? It is your fate to make the choice. I... Well, you can't just... I won't. Then that is your choice. No, you listen to me, you dead old hag. Caroline, that's still Olala. I have not made your choice. I will never make your choice. I refuse utterly to be given your choice in the first place. I will not participate. That too is a choice. Oh, shut up, you frostbite. This is what prophecy is, little hunter. It is burden. It is weight. You can bear it or let it crush you. Your life is no longer purely your own. Now what? All I've ever wanted is to survive. Just that. I didn't ask to take an Olala. I didn't ask for these... for these feelings. I just want to live. Life had other plans. It often does. And besides that, whoever said you should get what you want? Do you think I wanted you to kill me? In your eyes, I could I'm see. not asking whether I gave you permission. I'm asking whether I wanted it. I did not. But I had a responsibility and I met it. The only question now is whether you can do the same. Hi. Yeah. Hi. It's me. The, um, other guy? Just sort of wondering what, you know, the reasoning is here. Because... So far, I'm hearing a lot of debate over whether it's cool to kill a kid, which, that's a big thumbs down for me. Obviously, we won't kill her. You've decided not to. It doesn't matter what he does. Hi, hello, still talking. Because the big thing for me is this. I don't even really get why we, or why Caroline, is supposed to kill her. Like, what is even the possible benefit of that? I'm not being crazy, am I? That's a reasonable question to ask. See? These are exactly the sorts of questions you should be asking, little hunter. Why can't you be more like this nice young man? Do you know how magic works, young man? Of course he doesn't. It's like a request to the universe. Or more like a sales pitch. The universe is an audience to everything we do. When you ask it to pull off something impossible, like generating fire out of nothing, or living forever or something, you have to catch its attention, then convince it your idea would be fun to watch. Listen, I made my whole deal reading banned books. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. That's a very simple way of putting it, but still... accurate. But if the universe has that power, the power to suspend all physical laws in its presence based on what it would like to see, then why shouldn't it just repel these invaders from over the world's edge? I... don't know. Not everything can be discovered in books. The fact of the matter is that the universe can't use its magic infinitely. And at present, it is using a great deal of its magic on one impossibility in particular. The creation of a creature that is neither human nor monster, but both together. You mean... Olala. Precisely. Nonsense. There must be tens of thousands of creatures in the universe. Why would one require such a large amount of magical energy? It's ridiculous. The universe has never created anything human before. Monsters, yes, but never a human. Well, then where the hell did we come from? 
From off the edge of the world, of course. Many, many thousands of years ago. We are the descendants of invaders to this land. Though it seems that over the years, our civilizations have forgotten this fact. This is entirely absurd. I don't believe a word of it. Do you not believe it, or do you not wish to believe it? You would have us believe that the universe has the power to repel these off-world invaders. Humans, child. They're humans just like us. I don't care. The universe has the power to repel them, but instead, it's spending it all on... on Olala. A half-human, half-monster child. What purpose could that possibly serve? (sighs) You're assuming that the universe always acts in its own best interests. But take it from one who spoke to the universe and commanded its magic for many hundreds of years, Caroline. The universe is not a terribly good thinker. It's too sentimental. You were a witch then? I was. I commanded a great deal of the universe's power, enough to live well past my years, enough to learn all I've told you, and enough to come back just this once to tell everything I know. If you know so much, then give us a straight answer. What does sentimentality have to do with it? Why would the universe create Olala only to put all of this... all of this weight upon her? I can't say for certain. The universe's secret thoughts are too much for a single mind to hold, even the mind of a witch. Staring too deeply into the universe's thoughts and fears, aligning oneself too closely with the universe's feelings, that way lies madness. But if I had to guess, I would say that your Olala is a kind of experiment. She's far more than an experiment. Then perhaps there is no word for what I truly mean. But the history of the past several thousand years has been a history of violence between humans and the monsters endemic to this universe. Perhaps by attempting to create a human of its own, the universe is... testing out an idea. Can humans and monsters live in peace? Can humanity become part of the ecosystem of this universe? Or are we fated to raise it to the ground, destroy it? The universe must be very interested in this question. I can see in this girl's memories that she has come back from the grave at least once before. This is, at minimum, the universe's second attempt, then, to understand whether humans and monsters can live in peace. And you, little hunter... I'm afraid you must decide the answer to this question. I've told you I won't make your frostbitten choice. You will. I cannot say for certain that your choice will affect whether or not this half-monster child survives in the end. But the choice is yours to make. And the future of this universe will be determined by what you choose, little hunter. My time grows short. Remember your responsibility, child. I have but one more message for you. Yes, Sylvie of Hiberna? You should cut your hair. You look a mess. She's alive, but unconscious. 
I doubt she'll remember a word that Sylvie spoke through her. Prophecy and possession exhaust a host completely. She won't remember. Then what are you going to tell her? Me? So is my decision now, is it? You heard the ghost witch. It's your choice to make. If you so much as imply that killing her is an option one more time, Lamarack, I'll kill you first. That's not what I... No, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Regardless, I don't plan on telling Olala anything. Nothing? Really? I have never wanted anything more for her than a peaceful life. The sort of life I never had a chance at having. Knowing all this, knowing that she is the universe's special child, some experiment for some question she never asked to be asked, that would ruin any chance at peace she could ever have. We keep this a secret, Lamb. Do you understand me? I get you, yeah. We will find another way to repel these invaders and finish Galahad. There must be another way. There must be. First, I would like to apologize to the three of you for Captain Absalon's rash treatment. From the story you've told, it sounds like you've been through quite enough already. That's if you believe a word of their story in the first place. Captain... A city of humans and monsters. Villainous humans from over the edge of the world. Flying contraptions. Sir Tristan the Cold killed at the hands of our greatest hero. You saw Galahad attack the Citadel, you stupid... Rilla, I think perhaps we should not antagonize Captain Absalon any further. You can't seriously believe any of this, Mira. When my people speak, I listen. Thank you, my queen. If what you say is true... These next few days could be critical. I will have the scholars investigate this aeroplane and see if they can understand how it works. In the very worst case, we may need to learn how to destroy them. That's a great idea, Your Majesty. But for now, you all must be exhausted from your journey. We'll prepare somewhere comfortable for you to stay. Thank you very much, Queen Mira. But we can't stay. This problem is so much bigger than just the Citadel. The people from over the edge of the world want to kill all of us. Every single human and monster in the universe. We have to warn everyone. That's a brave task you've taken onto yourselves. But I assure you it can wait. Uh, I assure you it can't, actually. It never pays to act without first thinking about the potential consequences, especially in larger political matters. Captain Absalon and I will discuss our wisest course of action, and once we've developed a plan, we'll enact it. Consequences? I don't get it. What consequences could there be besides saving lives? That is what we need to discuss. People are going to die. Monsters are going to die from the sound of it. We don't have any proof that these humans from elsewhere want to harm us. So far, they've only attacked a monster city. Monster city? But humans live there too! Humans who could live peacefully with monsters, something's fishy there. I don't know what it is yet, my queen, but I just can't trust people who would live in a place like that. Perhaps when they see a good human city like ours, these offworlders will see reason. Captain Absalon, they will destroy everything one said as much directly to us. And we will do everything in our power to ensure that does not happen, Damien. I promise you that. But no good decision was ever made rashly. I will assemble a team of our finest minds to determine our course of action, and we will let you know when they've come to a consensus. But Queen Mira... But first, you must rest. I will call for you again if we have any more questions about this Silver Shore or these aeroplanes. 
That will be all for now. But Queen Mira, we have no time. I said that would be all. Captain Absalon, could you have your men escort these three to their quarters? You and I have much to discuss, I think. Right away, my queen. Men, you heard the lady, but, um, just before you go. Of course, Captain Absalon. Come with us, please. As if we have a choice. Rilla, how come you look so mad? The queen said she'd take care of it. No, she didn't. She said she'd have her best mind start thinking about it. If we're lucky, they'll put together a committee to put together a committee to start thinking about maybe doing something. But, but we don't have that kind of time! Your chambers are just through here. Captain Absalon has requested that you be made as comfortable as possible, so I've brought you to the suite for the Queen's personal guests. Yeah, not really looking to rest right now. I think I'm going to go outside for a while. I'm afraid I can't allow that. You are our guests. Please rest. So, just to be clear, we're not allowed to leave. Correct. But we're not under arrest, either. You are guests, not prisoners. Enjoy yourselves, and do not hesitate to let me know if there's anything you need. I'll be just outside this door. Making sure we don't leave. Now you're getting it. Captives in our own citadel, in our own home. I never dreamed I'd see the day. It hasn't been home to me for a long time. It feels different from how it used to be. Or maybe we're the ones who are different now. Growing up, I'd always look at this big spire and wonder what it was like in here. I never wanted to find out this way, though. It's a bit like growing up in the shadow of a fairy tale, isn't it? Legends of wise rulers on plush couches, flawless leaders who rule from the heart without hesitation or error, and in the end, who commands us? People. Just people as flawed as you or I. Well, they got the couches right anyway. That is comfy. Yeah, okay. I've had enough of this. Already? We've only been in here for, like, a second. Myrilla, are you searching for something? Oh, it's right now. Oh, damn it! I told Arm to label the popping pods. Magic resists organization. Yeah, right. You're just a mess. Ha! Found it. Rilla, what are you doing? Taking care of the situation. Hold your breath. Ah, I see. You see what? Follow our lead, friend Talfrin. <gasps> Is there anything I can do for you? Yeah, inhale. I'm afraid I don't understand. <laughs> Damien, Tal, let's go. <laughs> what was that? Drowsy cap. It lets out a burst of spores that could put anything to sleep so long as it breathes. The magic testing on that one was such a pain, you wouldn't believe what the universe counts as breathing. We tested it on one of my summer dresses, and the stupid thing still hasn't woken up. Myrilla, this was an excellent plan, but I fear we should not run. We'll raise too much suspicion. That's a good point, Damien. Thank you. Suspicion? Why are we suspicious? We didn't do anything suspicious until Rilla knocked that guy out, and I still don't really understand why she did that. We're escaping, Tal. We left Silvershore to tell the many peoples of the universe about this threat from over the world's edge, and that's precisely what we shall do. Oh. Yeah, okay. 
so let's go. Acting swiftly was our greatest advantage, my Rilla, and I commend you for it. News of our imprisonment may not yet have spread across the spire. If we behave like the guests we are purported to be, we may be able to walk out the front door uninterrupted. Just act like you're supposed to be here. That's what Mark would say. Do you think he's all right? Honestly, I can't talk about Mark right now, Tal. I know. Me neither. I just can't stop thinking about it. Hush, friends. There are guards positioned in the hall before us. We'll have to find another route. Try the stairs? We shall. Guys, look out! There are more guards at the bottom of the stairs! A retreat, then. Is it just me, or are there guards back in the direction we came from, too? I think you'll find guards in every direction, monsters. Captain Absalon, what is the meaning of this? That's what we call traitors these days, Damien. That's the meaning of that. Traitors? We're not traitors. Oh, aren't you now? You were just about to leave, stealing something from our second citadel in the process. That's what I call a traitor, a monster. Captain, we've stolen nothing. Information, Damien. The story you've told the Queen is property of the second citadel. That's our intel. And if you're going to go out there and spread our intel far and wide, why, that makes you spies. Another kind of monster. Our story is your property? We lived it. And now we own it. Guards! The Queen will never stand for this. She knows, Damien. She already knows. You can't do this. People are going to die while you all drag your heels and do nothing. This is bigger than the Citadel, bigger than your stupid war. To a Citadel man, nothing should be bigger than the Second Citadel. Shame to see you've turned your back on that, Damien. This woman's been a bad influence on you. Captain Absalon, how dare you! That's enough. Take them away. And let's up the security for our guests a bit, shall we? Search them for anything tricky. Wouldn't want them slipping away again. Rilla, I was just about to go to bed. Are you coming? Can't sleep. My mind won't stop doing its thing. I just keep looking out the window looking at all the people down there and thinking they don't know a thing. In the craftsmen's quarter, they're still setting up for the market tomorrow like there's going to be a tomorrow. And I know those people. But here I am. And I know what I know. And I can't do a thing to tell them. I just have to watch while everything goes to hell and everyone I know, everyone I grew up with. My love, staying up and worrying won't help anything. In the morning, we can come up with another plan for escape, and... Damien, I don't have a ton of control over whether I worry right now. Perhaps we could practice some breathing, then. I find that with the saint's tranquility, all things are possible. I don't really want to be tranquil right now, okay? I've got a lot to be untranquil about, so why don't you just... <sighs> I'm sorry. You don't deserve that. I'm worried about Lord Aram, too, my love. I'm trying to have hope, Damien, I really am, but it's just taking everything I've got to keep that hope going and worrying. Worrying's part of it, I guess. I think I understand. 
Sorry. I think I just need to be alone for a little bit. I'll come to bed soon. Very well, Marilla. I love you. And I love him, too. I love you both so much. I... Sorry. Good night, Damien. Good night, Marilla. Want me to take some of that load off for you? Kwani, where did you come from? <laughs> where do I ever come from? Sometimes even I don't know. But if you're here, you can help us escape, can't you? Well, about that. I have to tell Damien and Talfren. We have to get ready and... Sit down, sweet Rilla. But we don't have time. I said sit. Oh. That's better. I think to start, this will be a conversation between us girls, what do you say? After all, you and I have some unfinished business. Old business, and I think it's time we took care of it. What do you mean? The universe is such a big place, Rilla. I've done what magic I can to find my Caroline, but I've had no luck at all so far. It's been less than a day. Not much less. And after what I've seen... The end of all things, destruction on a scale I never thought possible. Every second without my Caroline is agony. She's going to die someday, did you know that? You mean you both are going to die someday? Well, jury's out on that. But regardless, our time together is very limited, and every minute I'm not with her is a minute I'll never get back. I've seen death, Rilla. And I've seen destruction, and I've seen the ends of all things. Against the cold of that knowledge, I need someone to hold. Do you understand? Not really. Those people from off the edge of the world, they've tried to do this before. That's what I saw in the mirrored plains. Goodness, that's what the mirrored plains are. The desert wasteland left over from the last time bombings like this happened and all of the universe's trauma from surviving that kind of destruction. And if the whole universe is going to go that way, I need to be with my Caroline for it. I will not die alone. I will not. I think I can understand that. But... If that's the only part of the universe that was bombed, then those off-worlders must have been repelled somehow, right? Doesn't that mean there's a way to get rid of them? Now you're thinking. I knew I chose the right person to talk to, Rilla. You're always so sharp. That's my plan, you see. To ask the universe what made those nasty aeroplanes turn and fly away last time. But in order to talk to the universe long enough to ask a question like that, I need something to catch the universe's attention. Something I can't afford to give myself, but luckily, I know someone who owes me something. Uh, owes you something? Wh what do I owe you? Oh, it was years ago now. I wouldn't be surprised if you'd forgotten. But a witch never forgets a debt. I think my Caroline warned you about that when you took up my services the very first time we met? You mean, outside Fort Terminus, when you let Caroline and me out of that jail cell? I do. But you wanted Aram's thumbs. And you refused to give them. 
Kuan Yu. Which could have been acceptable, potentially. But you never offered me anything else in exchange. And that puts you in debt to a witch, pretty Rilla. And that's a very dangerous place to be. Should we cut to the chase then? Yeah, I think you should. For any kind of magic, one must convince the universe to listen to your request. But with so many interesting things always going on in the universe, catching its attention is difficult. But just like anyone whose attention you're trying to grab, there's one thing you have that will make you irresistible to listen to. Passion. You want to take my passion? That won't be enough, I'm afraid. Passion comes and passion goes. What I need is the source of your passion. And I was thinking about those thumbs you owed me when it occurred to me... There's someone you're very passionate about. Two someones, in fact. You lucky girl, you. You still can't take arms, thumbs. Or Damien's. Oh, thumbs. I'm done with thumbs. Who needs them? I need the source of your passion. All of your memories of Lord Aram. My memories? You mean I'd... Forget about him? Completely. But it would go to a good cause. Me? I can't. And I'd even throw in another favor for free just because I like you. Do you and your friends want to escape from this dinky citadel? I can poof the locks right off the doors for you free of charge. I still can't do that, Kwan Yi. Forgetting Arum would be like... Like giving up on him. Are you sure? He's probably dead. I know that. I could be doing you a favor. Without any memories of him, it wouldn't hurt nearly so badly if he's gone. I would rather hurt Kuan Yi. Would you give up all of your memories of Caroline? <gasps> That's not fair. Why not? Because it's a good point. It's not fair when you make good points. <sighs> oh, Rilla. I think you might be a little confused about how this conversation is going to end. What does that mean? This isn't a deal. It's a debt. That means you're going to have to pay me something. I was just being nice and giving you an option I thought you would hate slightly less than any other option. I know. I can tell that you're going to take something from me. Just don't let it be Aram, please. Then what do you suggest, sweetie? You said you need passion. Something I'm passionate about. Oh, no. Oh, yes. What is it? I can't. My whole life I've been... I can't. Desperate times call for desperate measures, sweet Rilla. What is it? It's my... Oh, oh! Yes, I think that might just work after all. Hold on. I didn't say... Oh, but you did, Rilla. You did. <laughs> Rilla, is that you? Rilla, what's going on? Rilla! If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider supporting the Penumbra you can do so by buying our merchandise. Just search for the Penumbra Podcast on dftba.com to find posters, pins, apparel, soundtracks, and recordings of our live shows. 
You can also make a one-time donation to The Penumbra via PayPal at The Penumbra Podcast. Or, if you'd like to keep our stories running in the long term, we hope you will support us on Patreon. Every dollar helps. At just $4 per episode or higher, you will receive ad-free episodes two days before the public release. At the $7 level, you will gain access to behind-the-scenes content and production scripts. And at the $10 level, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Feibert. And we get to meet Sylvie. We do. Who's uh, big. (laughs) (laughs) And if there's one thing we like, it's a big woman. (laughs) Good old Sylvie Viburna. That's what we like. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting there, uh, figuring out Sylvie's relationship with Caroline was super fun for me. I can tell. Yeah. It reads like it was super fun. Well, it's just because, Mm. like... We would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Aline Muktadir, Brittany Potter, Sophia and Juno Adler, The Emerald Eighth This Podcast Haha, Tony in the Case of the Final Season, Mr. Me, Myself, and I, Ren, Cody Spaghetti, Kira, Jack M. Cohen, Girl in the Midnight Sky, Thank You Penumbra Team for your amazing work, Braylon, Hannah and Leah's Adventures in Gender Shenanigans, Ferdinand Entrelac, the Lady Guinevere is re-listening from the beginning. Sydney has been taken over. Shelley Schrode, Kevin, please say butts on live recording. Thanks, Jammy, Nelson, Osipete, Evet Connie, Diana Cause, Benjamin Fisher, SCP Chloe, Desert Willow had her cider stolen. Theo Alex Dean, Nate Gibson, June Gishoku, Skyfire Forever. Allison Hull, Stryker Flynn, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, In Memory of Spiral Opal, Eden the Gay Bookworm, Michael David Smith, Guess Who Now Murmurs O Saint Damien Every Time Something Mildly Distressing Happens, Kiki's Podcast Patronage Service, Caroline Seidman, Radius Ulna, Rain and Pippin from the Glen Dimension, Karen ZH, Marrow, Genetic, Danny the Spoon Lord, Minchowski, Ash, Jamie Gunter, and Angel Acevedo for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, The Witch's Bargain, was told by the following people. Marge Dunn as Olala, Leslie Drescher as Caroline, Stuart Evan Smith as Sir Lamarek, Melissa Enulet as Rilla, Matthew Zanzinger as Damien, Jason Mellon as Talfrin, Melissa DeJesus as Kwanyi, Alexander Stravinsky as Sir Absalon, and Melody Pereira as Sylvie of Hiberna. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about the full production team, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.